Bump to Birth podcast. I'm Bella. And I'm Sinead, and we're both registered nurses and midwives. Join us as we educate and empower new parents on the journey from conception right through to the first few weeks with a newborn. Please note this podcast works to provide some extra information that you may need for your baby journey, but it does not replace the medical advice given by your care provider. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. reply to me but I hope it's going so well. Uh, welcome back to our little season wrap up of yeah. Bump to Birth podcast season one. It's officially completed. It's all out there and all in your little ears. We're so grateful for the support that we've had leading yes. up to this. We had zero expectations on yep. how this was going to go so we're so so grateful for yep. how it's gone so far and even us and ourselves we actually recorded most of the episodes well all the episodes yeah. um in the middle of last year and we were toing and throwing with like about when we should release them how to release them what we're sort of doing we finally just committed yeah there was, had yeah so much background work and we're both so nervous to get it out there so I think we kind of delayed it a little bit longer and longer yeah. each time but we've had such positive feedback and stuff so it's been really really awesome but in saying that, we noticed throughout this season um, that because it was all pre-recorded, we couldn't like take on any advice that people had mm. said or like answer any questions as we sort of went that people were giving us. Yeah. So we thought we'd just do this little episode today as like a little brief wrap up and to answer a few of the bigger questions that were asked um, by Instagram throughout the season. Yeah, just a few little things that came up here and there that people were asking. We'll yeah. Yeah. Just- um, and just to give you a little taster of what next season will mm. be. And yes. basically to say next season will be recorded um, more like as we go because um, they won't be like fresh off the postpartum bandwagon. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a little bit more time on my hands. So uh, it'll be we'll able to take on a bit more feedback and yeah, um, like yeah. head over to the Instagram bump to birth underscore podcast and yeah. keep asking us questions as it goes along. Or if there's yeah. anything you're busting, busting to hear us talk about. Yeah, any anything you want us to talk about, even if you just want us to give you some information about it on Instagram, like whatever you're kind of wanting to hear about, we want to know. So yeah. let us know. Yeah, cool. So um, some of the bigger questions that were asked throughout the season, May, what do you reckon was biggest one so the one that I found came up a bit from particularly from our first episode because it was a a big one we had heaps of people listen to it because it was the first one that got out there and something that came up was what actually is a midwife why do I want a midwife to look after me what's the difference between a midwife and a doctor in pregnancy care um and I get this is something that differs a lot from Australia and other countries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our definition in Australia of a midwife may be something that's very different to, if you're listening from elsewhere, what your version of a midwife is. Yeah. Um, And we're also talking about um, probably midwives more, the first episode was on the healthcare providers. So like in the antenatal setting, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. understand the role of the midwife in the birth setting, Mm. but I think people often perceive that you need a doctor's care the whole way through your pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the initial, sorry, the actual definition of a midwife is to be like mean with women. Yeah. Um, and so we are there for just all of their touch needs basis, exactly. regular check-ins. Yeah. Um, like we're trained, um, 
to like listen into your baby's heart rate and interpret what that means. We follow up your blood test results. We um we do know what blood test results mean and what needs exactly mean. like what needs to happen with them. And depending on the setting that you're in, your midwife is most likely working with a doctor anyway. So if things start to fall out of our scope of practice, which is what we are trained to do, mm-hmm. we always escalate. Mm, so yeah. we know what we know and we know what we're allowed to do and what we work in. And if your pregnancy is low risk, um, then midwives are well and truly within their scope of practice to be the ones looking after you um, and giving your care in pregnancy. Even in higher risk pregnancies, midwives still have a really huge place in mm. terms of, I think, a lot of the education and all that sort of stuff. You'll probably find most you'll of still it comes see a midwife. midwife. Yeah. yeah, and those appointments with your midwife will be so much more education heavy rather than like stats and yeah, what's happening and and like yeah. ultrasound results and that kind of thing. Like yeah. the scarier side of things, it's the doctor. The midwife is still there to make sure that we're preparing you for your birthing experience, however that may look. We're preparing you for your postnatal experience and if you're planning on breastfeeding or formula feeding and how that looks for you and we've still got an important role throughout your pregnancy care. Yeah. Um, So that's probably that one. Oh, I meant to say as well, even – I don't think we included this in the health provider episode, but even if you go privately, um, private obstetricians will – always pretty much have a midwife that works with them as well that does the initial like obs and initial little consulty bit just to check in yeah um appointment exactly pretty much it's impossible to avoid a midwife (laughs) (laughs) pregnancy care in australia we're everywhere (laughs) 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 exactly um what did you find was a big question that came up uh, I think so. If you're booked in for a Caesar, a few people were asking if that meant that they can't antenatally express mm. because we were saying in the antenatally expressing episode, um, it can be good for oxytocin and stuff. And they were like, Oh no, I don't want to go into labor, so can you still antenatally yeah. express? The answer to that is you definitely can, it mainly just depends on what your Caesar's booked for. Yeah. So yeah. if your Caesar is booked for something like you you can't labour for whatever reason, like your placenta is over the top of the um, opening to your cervix or mm-hmm. um, anything like that, if you really can't labour, then the recommendation would be probably not or to do Touch it. base with your healthcare provider because yeah. every situation is so different in that case. Yeah. And you're – doctor or your midwife in that situation is going to know your your personal circumstances. So they'll be able to lead you a little bit better, whether it's, yes, you can antenatal express, but. Be super mindful of. Yeah, if you start getting any kind of cramping pain, just stop. Um, But they will be able to lead you better in that. Um, But overall, if you're booked for a Caesar um, because you've had a previous Caesar um, or it's a personal choice or something along those lines, Generally, the answer would be yes. You can antenatally express. Um, You just, again, be mindful if you feel like it's starting to put you into labour because you're starting to get some niggles and some potential contractions, that kind of thing, then stop. Yeah. The only other thing is if you're booked for a labour, like right on the cusp of prematurity, 
Um, and obviously you don't want to antenatal express prematurely because you don't want to go into prem labor. Mm. Then again, have a chat with your healthcare provider, but that might be like a do an expression the day of sort of situation. Yeah. So you've got a yeah. bit of milk there for bubs if they need it post birth, but you're not going to fiddle with anything too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, another question that came up a bit was if you come in to labour with a birth plan that says that you want no pain relief, um, will you be denied it if you then decide otherwise? The answer is you will never be denied it. <laughs> Basically as well, birth plans aren't set in stone. So it's not a contract. No, you're not it, signing anything. No. It's okay. <laughs> so just because you've made it and you're like, this is what I wanted, if you then get into the throes of labour and you're like, holy camole, this is not <laughs> what I wanted, <laughs> um, then you can totally change it. It's yeah. fluid. It's all fluid. With Definitely. Everyone. It's a way for you to communicate with your healthcare provider what your preferences are. Yeah. So it's a great thing, a great tool to implement to have there so that your healthcare provider knows where your mind is at what works for you, where your preferences are, but we're not holding you to it. No. If you are in the blows of labour and you're like, this is not at all what yeah. I expected and I want this. You may you just find, though, if you've explicitly stated you don't want pain relief to be offered to you, it's probably not going to be offered to you. So mm. um, a midwife might suggest if they're like, look, I really think that this might be helpful for you, mm-hmm. but if you've explicitly said, no, I don't want it, then if you're then thinking, oh, actually, I really would like it, then you're probably just going to have to ask for it. But a midwife's not going to stand there and be like, well, you said you want it, so you <laughs> can't then have then it No, it's, it's not going to happen. It also might be a little bit more like if you are telling your midwife at the peak of a contraction demanding the epidural, they may have a bit more of a conversation with you. They're not just going to take your word on that and go and start organising it. They're going to ask you again yeah. when you're not in the peak of a contraction. Me in transition asking for an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely been there, definitely done that. Um, and as a midwife on the other end, I would definitely have said, let's maybe chat about this outside of your contraction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. everyone's allowed to lose their head sometimes. You most definitely <laughs> so are. So fine. Every, I've had people ask me to go home and say they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I'm sorry it's happening. I definitely said that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, for next season, Sinead, what mm. have we got to look forward to? I'm really excited about this next season. I feel like we're kind of finding our feet now because we've got a bit of an audience that's building up there now. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are also loving it. Yeah. Hopefully it's not just us. Yeah. Like just geeking out over here. <laughs> We've got a few people who have reached out to us that want to come on and have a chat as well. Yes. Some different healthcare professionals from very different walks of yeah. life, which is really exciting. And yeah. I'm really excited to talk to them about different things and pick their brains and Me everything. Me too. So I know for sure we've definitely got a sleep consultant who's super keen to come on and have a chat about yeah. the early newborn sleep yeah um and a lactation consultant as well Mm -hmm. i've had some chats with an obstetrician out there who's um sounding interested so that will be really good as well yeah and if you are like oh i really would like you to chat to somebody in particular message us let us Mm. know sort of what you're wanting Mm -hmm. um, and we can see if we can try and hook that up yeah yeah and i know some healthcare professionals out there are currently listening so um Mm -hmm. if you're someone who has something that you're really passionate about in the birth space and you want to come on and chat to us about something you're more than welcome reach out yeah 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 
otherwise, well, we've got, I mean, we've got a whole plethora of topics. We do. probably just, we are, we won't go through everything because we'll be here all Yeah, day. and spoilers. We, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be so exciting. We started, like, brainstorming some things and all of a sudden we had, like, 35 ideas. And we were like, It just what? kept flowing. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many ideas that came up. So we're excited. We hope you're excited. Yeah, we do. Um, and even during this little break here while we're um, recording some new episodes, it's not going to be for long. No. Um, but we're still over on Instagram. Yeah. So come over, chat to us, keep an eye out for some content. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you guys are, we really hope you're loving it as much yeah. as we are. Yeah. We hope so. We're loving it. Yeah. So thanks for coming along for the ride. As always, if um, you're wanting to get in touch with us, head over to Bump to Birth underscore podcast on Instagram. Yep. Finally got the Instagram handle <laughs> She's right. She's it. It's taken a whole season. <laughs> a year and a bit. Anyway, fine. <laughs> um, but we will talk to you soon. Yep. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bump to Birth. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and leave us a review. And if you're looking for more resources, please pop over to our Instagram at bumptobirth underscore podcast. See you next episode. Bye.